Welcome to the Jesus Movement Podcast, presented by Awaken the Dawn. We host conversations so you can hear stories from across the movement, receive fresh biblical insights, and gain practical tools to experience more of Jesus's presence in your life, ministry, and city, because we believe Jesus changes everything. Well, hey, everyone. This is Matthew Lilly. I'm here with David Bradshaw. This is the very first episode of the Jesus Movement podcast. Come Welcome, on. Welcome, everyone. This is exciting. Love it. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm so excited. I am the director of the Awaken the Dawn Leadership Network, and David, you're the obviously the founder and director of Awaken the Dawn. And we just wanted to take this first podcast episode and just introduce everyone to the Awaken the Dawn movement and to the podcast so you can know what to expect and you can know who is Awaken the Dawn and who's bringing this podcast to you and why we're doing it. And uh, we're so thankful for those of you who have tuned in today. What my hope is in instigating this podcast is that we can have conversations to equip you guys to host the presence of Jesus through worship and prayer and the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, we say with Awaken the Dawn that Jesus changes everything, and we believe that. And so we want to help you and encourage you to experience more of Jesus in your life and in your cities and in your ministries. So we're going to have conversations with leaders uh, across America and probably even beyond to share biblical revelation, to share testimonies and stories of what God's doing, and to give you practical tools on how to experience more of Jesus's presence. Uh, so these are going to be long-form conversations, uh, interviews, sometimes a couple of people, sometimes three or four of us. Uh, sometimes the people that are going to be on the podcast are going to be people that you know, well-known voices, leaders in the body of Christ, but sometimes it's going to be people you don't know, but they're amazing people that are doing amazing things and seeing God move right where they are in their cities. And so be sure to hit subscribe and follow wherever you are so that you can track with us here at the Jesus Movement Podcast. But David, you know, I thought maybe we could just take a few minutes and let them know who Awaken the Dawn is and what we're all about. Yeah, well, I'm I'm really excited, Matthew, and just all that are joining us. We really feel like the opportunity to get connected to leaders, to hear the story, and really offer just content that I think will really serve those that are leading on the ground, whether you're a young person on a campus, whether you're pioneering in a local church or at a university, in a city, in a region, I really think that what's going to happen over these months here at this podcast is going to be a just a, a real asset, a real blessing. So I'm grateful for you, Matthew, for putting this together. And just, I guess, some backstory, because I know some maybe are meeting us for the first time with what Awaken the Dawn is and just the heart and values that are informing it. I'll give a little bit of the story, and then Matthew, um, I know you kind of came in in this leadership role with the network, and just have done an amazing job serving the nation in that. But my name is David Bradshaw. I, we're based, I'm based in Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, D.C., and, and we had a community here, uh, mostly young people, um, that really just got caught up. We often use the term caught up in the whirlwind. We talked about the storyline of God, where as we seek Him with all of our hearts, one of the most amazing parts of knowing Jesus is that process of hearing His voice, 
obeying him and then stepping into a divine storyline that you could never fabricate, you could never produce, and that's related to things that are going to last forever. It's, it's eternal. And uh, that was really the process of Jesus. And one of the main things we want to inspire people with is that Jesus is the best story writer, and he is orchestrating this global uh, storyline that, that's going to result in his return and there are things in his heart. There are values. There are ways that he's going to walk this out. And the fact is that you and me are in the story, that our yes to Jesus, part of his sovereign strategy. And um, to get in that story and to know you're participating, you're at the table with Jesus, you're in the same movement as Paul and Moses and Elijah and the revivalists of old and the, and the moves of God, that's our movement. That's our family. We're still as in it as they are. And Jesus is moving in our generation. And so we were here, uh, Matthew and Virginia, and it's a long story, but we began to, with a group of young people, began to worship and pray up to 18 hours a day for uh, almost a decade. And that might sound really extravagant. I will say this. Caveat is God doesn't call everybody to 18 hours a day for a decade. You don't have to do that level of intensity to be in the storyline of God at all. Right. That was just part of our part in the storyline was that we ended up in this real hunger for God that resulted in 18 to 24 hours a day for about, you know, for many years. And that prayer room is still going here. I'm sitting right outside of it right now. So it's still happening. But The thing that happens is Isaiah chapter 30, you know, God says to Israel, he goes, as soon as you cried out to me, I answered as soon as you lifted your voice. And then he goes, your eyes will see your teacher and you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And I think that's a a statement from God about how he fulfills his will. He looks for the people that will set their eyes on him, that will lift their voices, that will live with that pursuit. And then in the midst of that, he goes, as soon as you do that, I'm going to respond. And then I'm going to come like a voice behind you telling you this is the way. So there's that, that momentum of God where he begins to open doors for those that will posture themselves, that will live that way. Whether you're a student, whether you're a leader, whether you're a marketplace leader, you are invited to relate to God that way with the community of people. And if you do, You'll hear the voice behind you in different ways, and God will begin to open doors and do things around your life. So during that 18 hours a day for all those years, one of the things that happened was dreams. Now, that's not the only way. I mean, the main way God talks to us is the Bible, but but God began to give us these vivid dreams. And in one of them, I had a dream that we were hosting a gathering of young people in a massive 3,000-person tent. And I knew the name of the guy that owned the tent, but I'd never met him. So literally no relationship with this guy. I knew of it because of another another friend. He owned this 3,000-person tent, and in the dream we're using it. Well, a couple weeks later, that guy calls us, and he says, the Holy Spirit told me to call you. We're supposed to do something together. What is it? And I'm freaking out because I just had the dream. So we meet the guy. He brings this massive 3,000-person tent up to Virginia. We had, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand, 2,000 young people fill that tent for four days, and we did it a couple of times. 
And this is the most amazing thing. Like I never would have thought of doing tents. I'm not even sure to this day that I like tents. You know, it's not like that's my favorite thing. It was just get outdoors in public places, call young people, worship, host the presence of God, preach the gospel. And so the second time we did it, this older guy was there. He's in his 80s, really well-known, you know, leader, kind of prophetic voice, pulls me us aside in the side tent, and he says, hey, you're going to be part of a tent movement. The youth of America are going to gather. It's going to be Porta Johns and Hot Dog Stands Be on Your Wildest Imagination. And he says these just outlandish things. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what this guy's talking about, but I'm weeping. I'm, I'm crying. I'm just like, we're, we're down in the dirt. And um, wouldn't you know, just a few years later, God opened up this thing. And I, I won't tell the whole story right now, but as a shameless plug, I guess, there is a book I wrote that has the story in it. So, hey, you know what? Actually, I was going to mention it. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave a link in the description so people yeah, can. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, again, can go uh, and buy it. Kind of a shameless plug, but actually, it is just to invite people into the story. That's that's it's the a real great heart. book. Anyway, so we end up in this process where the Lord begins to to lead us with this just outlandish idea. And again, not everybody has to have outlandish ideas to be in the storyline of God. I mean, that's really important to mention because sometimes people think, oh, you got to have this crazy idea and do do something that's never been done. Well, a lot of times it's how you raise your kids and how you spend your money. And that's where the Lord's story unfolds. It's in the day-to-day living with yes. Him. But in this case, God gave us this just wild dream. And actually, somebody in our community had a dream where the Lord said some things, and then someone calls us and quotes the exact same thing, word for word, almost, that was in the dream. And it was about a gathering in Washington, D.C., of 50 tents for 50 states with thousands of singers and musicians, not gathering around, you know, the celebrity personality, not around the stage, per se, but around the presence of Jesus, and singing and praying and preaching the gospel 24 hours a day in, in this public place at the center of our nation with the whole nation represented. And, you know, nothing like that had ever been done. I'm trying to figure out if we're crazy. I mean, literally, I'm talking to ministry friends, and, and they're like, I'm like, hey, we're going to put 50 tents. It's going to be a tent for every state. We're going to have thousands of musicians. They're going to go 24-7 right at the center of the nation. We're going to preach the gospel. It's a an opportunity for a whole generation to discover who they are and how they relate to the Lord. And hopefully this this family culture, this worship and prayer environment of God's presence will just go viral and touch the whole nation. And I've got ministry friends going, how are you going to do this? This doesn't—actually, to be honest with you, the majority of them did not encourage it on the front end. They just (laughs) went, this is way too much money. How are you even going to have 50 tents? How are you going to fill— 50 tents, the amount of musicians and and houses of prayer and young people and artisans that you're going to need to fill 50, it turned into 58 tents. Where do you even find those people? I mean, and I'm going, I don't have an answer except that the Lord will not let us off the hook. We've been crying out to Him 18 hours a day, and, he, and He's something in His heart that uh, just boxed us in. I mean, I, I was—Matthew, you, you might remember, I was dragging my feet on this. I was like— Oh, yeah. The, you've got to be kidding me, God. And and I remember one time I was with Lou Engel, and he's a spiritual father, you know, amazing uh, friend and father. And he said, he said, if you pull the trigger to go to the National Mall, we'll go with you. And I'm trying to get him to pull the trigger because he's done big events. So I'm like, 
the whole point of the conversation was Lou pulled the trigger. And then he flips right. the whole thing around. And he goes, you have the storyline. And some of you listening, you have the storyline. Yeah. What God puts down in your gut, you know, not flippant, flash in the pan, you know, just kind of pipe dream stuff. I mean, weigh it, test it. But when you know deep down in your heart, when you know in your soul, this is who I am and what God's called me to do, then it's a divine invitation. And I felt I could regret it forever if we don't do it. And so Lou says, you have the story. You go to the National Mall and we'll go with you. And so I said, Lou, what's my next step in this process? And Lou says, you need to call my friend Chris and have a meeting with him because I believe that's going to be an important conversation. Well, I drop Lou off at something, drive right to the airport. 30 minutes later, I'm standing in line for my flight. I look up. And the guy in front of me in line is Chris, the guy he told me I, my next step. He's the guy. In front of me. He lives in Kansas City. I live in Virginia. We're in Atlanta. What are the chances that he would be on my flight in front of me in line? Yeah. It's most bizarre stuff. And you start to go, okay, this is a storyline of God. Something's unfolding right now. That's part of the adventure of hearing him, following him, and walking in this intimate life of priesthood before God. So anyway, that unfolds. A number of other things like that happen. And it was just like, yeah. you know, this is so clear. I mean, we went on a one-week fast, my wife and I, in secret, because I was dragging my feet. Matthew, I was like, all my ministry friends are saying you're crazy here. Who, mm-hmm. who does that? Sets up 58 tents and fills them with hundreds. It turned into 1,700 worship teams. How do you gather 1,700 worship teams? We didn't have a national platform to gather them. You have to understand And we didn't have the money for it. And all we had was this word of the Lord. So I am dragging my feet. And so Ashley and I, my wife, we go in a one-week fast. We're in secret. Do we tell nobody? Like day three or four of the fast, somebody emails me and says, I had a dream that you were in a national gathering. I walked up to you and I said, the Holy Spirit says, don't be afraid to do the new thing he's told you to do, which I was on the fast. So when five or six or 10 or 12 of these things start to happen, you realize this is not a pizza dream. Something is happening. And as a side note, God led most of his leadership team, those that he called in the Bible, dreams were a part of it. Not the whole of it, but they were a part of it. And so that happened in our world a little bit as well. And so anyway, we get to the National Mall, and Matt, and you were there, and many others watching this were there. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that whole story because it, it, was a, it was a birthing point. It was a starting point. God was doing something more than an event at that time. And that's what the main thing that I wanted to share. But this was this was 2017, October 2017. October is that right? Feast of Tabernacles 2017, and we actually booked the whole almost the whole National Mall in Washington D.C. for the Feast of Tabernacles without knowing that it was the Feast of Tabernacles. We just, right. which for those that maybe don't know, Feast of Tabernacles is one of the biblical, the Jewish feasts that God told them to celebrate, where they were to go to their capital city and they were to. To live in tents, they were to get, they were set, to up set, tents, up, yeah. set up tents in the capital city, and here we are going to the capital city, setting up tents. It was just an absolute divine whirlwind. It was stuff you can't make up, and it was a birthing. It was a launching of something that is in God's heart for America and for the nations. And if you're watching this or listening to this, it's for you. This is not just yeah. a neat story about oh wow, all these kind of amazing miracles happen. It was for a purpose. It was for a reason that has to do with what we're walking in now and what many that are listening and watching are going to walk in. And so 
that was the catalyst. We get there and these 1,700 worship teams, about 50,000 people show up. We're there 24 hours a day. You know, middle of the night, there's 58 tents blazing with love songs to Jesus and prayers, gospel proclamation, miracle. I mean, I always tell this, that it's one of many stories, but one young girl was there and nobody's praying for her. She's just got her hands up and she has, and she's got scars all over her arms from self-harm, from cutting herself all over her arms and legs. And she feels like this hand on her back, long and short of it, she goes and realized that while she was standing there in the middle of the National Mall, God had taken away every scar on her body from self-harm. Gone. Complete. God took the shame of her youth away. And, wow. and there, were, there was many stories like that where things began to happen in Washington, D.C., even to the point where top government officials in D.C., we have video footage of top government officials surrendering their life to Jesus, getting saved, washing each other's feet while this is going on in the National Mall. Something happened in the nation's capital, but maybe just as important or more, there was a movement that was birthed. There was a, another word for it is a family was birthed yeah. that day. People found each other in our states, in our regions, and we discovered that in Jesus' blueprint, one of the things that's burning in his heart is that the cities and the regions and the states of America, as well as the nation's, would learn how to cooperate with him, how to host Jesus' presence in their environments as a top priority, as the top priority of how they do their life together. And what mm. that moment on the National Mall produced was this family across America of just normal people that realized there was an invitation from Jesus to live in their cities, in their states, in their regions, in connectedness and family in relationship and friendship, and then in this partnership to to do whatever it takes to host the presence of Jesus as the primary strategy to bring change and transformation to their hearts, to their communities, to their churches, to their cities, to their universities. Um, and so that that kind of launched it. That's amazing. There's a lot of other stories, but that produced it. And then, as you know, Matthew went from there, and it was about 800 tents collectively over the last few years since then. And when I say tense, I mean 24 hours for one, two, three, four days, depending, of worship, of music, prayer in public places with regions coming together. That's about 800 of those have happened across America. And again, from my perspective, this is not about an amazing story or just kind of this unusual strategy. I think regions, campuses, people coming together— and singing and praying around the clock as family, and then these public moments where right in the middle of campuses and cities or regions, there's a demonstration of who Jesus is, his actual presence, because the presence of Jesus is Jesus, right? Like, we're not talking about a force here. We're talking about where two or three gather in my name, I am there. Like, he, the same Jesus that walked Galilee 2,000 years ago, walks through our cities as we draw near to him. And so that's what we believe is happening. I believe it's a spark. It's a key for a third great awakening in our nation. And this is the Jesus Movement podcast. I believe it's a key for the Jesus Movement, the awakening of this next generation in the nation. And so we are just so excited. I'm I'm more excited than ever about the next few years. I think there's great shakings and challenges going on even as we speak. But I also think 
We are born for these days. And I think that we have every reason to be hopeful in the midst of it because Jesus is writing an amazing story. We're just excited to be a part so of good. it. So good, man. I love it. And so to me, what, what God's done over the last five years with Awaken the Dawn, one of the most significant things, like you said, is he's beginning to connect people together in profound ways. We're discovering each other. We're discovering what God's doing in cities and uh, in states across America. And we're realizing, while there really is a movement that God, the Holy Spirit is orchestrating, it's even bigger than Awaken the Dawn. That's why we decided, let's call it the Jesus Movement podcast. This is bigger than Mm -hmm. any one ministry. This is what Jesus is doing. And so one of the things we want to do on the upcoming episodes is we want to talk to some of these people. We've made this, all these friends all over America some of them are leading large movements and ministries, and some of them have small little houses of prayer or a little group on campus, and they're worshiping and praying. But they're all doing exactly what you're talking about, which is they're ministering to the Lord. They're learning to worship and pray and host His presence. And out of the overflow of that, we're seeing God do amazing things. People are getting saved and healed, and there's transformation, and there's miracles. And so we just want to share about that. That's what we're going to be doing on this podcast is we're going to try to connect you guys with the movement and connect everybody with what God is doing to encourage you, inspire you, and uh, and help you to, to get in the middle of this movement as well. So again, be sure to follow, subscribe, share this podcast so that you can continue to track with us. So David, maybe uh, maybe you can kind of share like what's brewing for right now and for the, for the future for Awaken the Dawn too. Attention, pastors and ministry leaders. We want to invite you to an ATD Leadership Summit in Salt Lake City, Utah, July 26th through the 28th. This ATD Leadership Summit is for leaders from across America that carry a shared value of hosting the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer and gospel proclamation. Our Awaken the Dawn team will be hosting the event, including David Bradshaw, Matthew Lilly, and David Valier. When you join us for this summit, you will experience real and refreshing connection with like-hearted leaders in an informal, fun, and relational environment, including four free meals together, teaching and training sessions catered to pioneering presence-centered ministry leaders, spirit-filled and life-giving times of worship, prophetic ministry, and prayer to refresh your heart interactive breakout sessions and workshops to dialogue about practical ministry challenges and a regional worship and prayer gathering the weekend after the summit. To learn more and register, go to awakenthedawn.com today. Again, join us for the ATD Leadership Summit in Salt Lake City, July 26th through the 28th. Register now at awakenthedawn.com. We can't wait to see you there. Yeah, well, I I just really second what you just said. For those that are listening or watching, follow this podcast because I believe it's a way to plug in, one of the ways to plug into what Jesus is doing. We are going to be able to connect with some of the premier leaders that are pioneering the Jesus movement in the nation and the nations and hearing their heart, getting understanding, connecting to the story, hearing the testimonies, getting insight from those that are in the front lines. I know if you're probably, if you're watching or listening, this is already your heart. I just couldn't say it strongly enough. I, I know some of what's coming because I've been in the loop, and I, I, I'm i really excited about this content that I think is going to help you 
participate in what Jesus is doing at the next level and just inspire faith. I mean, this is going to be the, the testimony of the miracles and the reality of Jesus, as well as the equipping and the training and the stories. All these things are going to converge together on this podcast, and it'll really help you. So to answer your question, you know, one of the things that we're looking at right now coming up in 2022 is that we'll be in Kansas City in uh, in May, May 10 through 14. And that's an amazing story of how God orchestrated this. But we're in partnership with the SEND Awaken the Dawn is in partnership with The Send, which is going to Arrowhead Stadium on May 14th. And The Send is just a mass activation for missions and evangelism and justice. And uh, to see a generation awakened and stepping into their assignment, it sends amazing. But years ago, we had a div- really a, a connection. I want to say really clearly, we're not doing this Kansas City gathering because it's a big thing and we want to throw in and be a part of the stadium and, you know, the real reason we're doing is there was a sense of God's narrative on this thing that was so clear to to me, to our team, and many others. And so God joined us with, uh, especially with a man named Brian Brent, who's gone to be with the Lord, who was one of the key collaborators with the Send. We had just an amazing connection in his uh, garage, and one of them, one of the points was the the marriage together. Of, evangel- of evangelism, which is that proclamation of the gospel. I love evangelists. They're out. They love people. They're full of energy a lot of times. And the send is full of evangelists and healing and loving people and out in public spaces and justice and all this. I love that about them. And so I didn't know this, but Brian's wife, Christy, Christy Brent, who's now right in the, in the saddle of leading circuit rider movement, amazing a uh, woman was healed of 36 years of Lyme's disease. 36 years, she was bedridden, completely healed. We're in her garage uh, with Brian, and I'm here just to hear the testimony. It's just me and them. And out of the blue, she goes, do you know what God showed me? He showed me these tents that were full of the presence of God and the gospel, and then he showed me stadiums. And I said, man, we at that point, it wasn't 800 tents, it was but hundreds I said, we've done hundreds of tents across America. And and in their heart, it was Billy Graham. It was like, gather regions, preach who Jesus is and see people saved, you know? And I love that. In our case, it was that, but but right at the core of what we do is 24-hour worship, you know, and prayer and around the clock and that, that sense of hosting the Lord's presence. And I said, Brian, what if they're the same tents? What if God wants that to converge? And I wrote it down in my book, the tents are a silver bullet for America, meaning public gatherings of 24-hour worship, public places joined to the gospel proclamation is like a silver bullet. It'll break through cities and regions. So I wrote a silver bullet. And a couple hours later, a woman walks up to me and hands me a silver bullet, like a real one, and goes, I don't know why, but the Lord told me to give this to you. And I'm like, this is crazy. So it was at that meeting where Brian said, what if we go to Kansas City together and you bring the tents? And so by the time we get into a stadium, we're riding a wave of a move of God where we've been all over the city, day and night Mm -hmm. worship from the whole nation, presence of God like an open heaven over Kansas City, and then gospel proclamation, and then we go to the stadium. And it's a long story, but God opened this door to go to Harry Truman's old property. It's 160 acres owned by the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Never been used for anything. From what I understand, it was a farm that Harry Truman had, and really it's been raw land ever since. And um, 
And so we're going to go on that property with five tents. We have a few thousand person massive tent. And then we have four other tents, an East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, and global tent, all of which are going to go day and night for that week before the stadium, May 14th. And we're going to just really contend for a generation, a generational awakening in the midst of all the crisis. We want to gather at the heart of the nation and host the Lord's presence and just dream his dream and pray his prayer. And it's part of what that man said way back the first time we did a tent. He said, it's a Holy Spirit Woodstock. That was his phrase, a Jesus Woodstock. I think that's what's coming to Kansas City, even in the midst of all the global turmoil. So May 10 through 14, we'd love to see you there. And then the other big thing is Tents America, which is where we want to see 365 tents in cities, campuses, universities, high schools, regions, just go viral. Our dream, actually, and Matthew, we talked a lot about this, 365. We want to see, that's the dream. Day and night, night and day, all across America, there's public gatherings of worship, prayer, gospel, proclamation, and John 17, unity in regions. Yeah. I just imagine any given moment, there's tents somewhere in America set up hosting the presence of Jesus. So it's like bubbling up all over the nation at any given moment. People are out in public places, and it really has a sense of a movement. I think that's what's coming. It's what's coming. And right now we're working on getting all the back end together. And in the next couple of months, we're going to be rolling out just so there can be maps where you can see where the tents are and you can sign up and we'll help serve you. We'll give some resources to help give practicals and how to host tents. And some of these with Tent America, it'll be 10 by 10 or 20 by 20, you know, $200 Walmart tent on a university campus. And you just get guitars and just all night you're there and you're, you know, worshiping and praying for people. And and it's just an explosion. In other cases, it'll be a thousand person tent in the middle of a city and full-blown production is all across the board. Everybody yeah. gets to play. Everybody has a voice. Your voice matters. This, the only way this happens is when it's no longer just celebrities, but it's everyone's voice. And so that's what's going to happen with Tent America. And in the next few months, we'll roll all that out. If you want to be dreaming now, if you're watching this, like, is, the, is your community supposed to host a tent? Maybe your right. church community or your citywide movement, you know, or your university, different collegiate campus ministries coming together. Think now about this summer, 2022, this fall, 2022. This might be an invitation from the Lord. You can do this. Your voice is just as important as the guy that's on the big, massive platform. It's just as important to the Lord. It's just as mission critical to the Lord. And we want to invite all of America and even the nations to begin to go into public places, use a tent, and gather people in the spirit of John 17, 21, and sing and pray day and night and declare who Jesus is to your region, your community, your campus, and watch the Lord do all the heavy lifting. Watch what the Lord will do yeah. when he, we relate to him. And, and Matthew, I know like you thought that we've talked many times about this, but I'm convinced it's not just a concept. You know, the upper room, Acts chapter two, it was a biblical pattern. They were in a public place. I believe they started in the temple. They were in yeah. prayer together in public, and the Lord suddenly poured out His presence and power the day of Pentecost. And what happens? 3,000 people added that day. I think that prototype, that didn't go away. That, there's still something in God's heart about that culture of worship and prayer and unity and the gospel. That thing gets replicated all throughout church history, and all we want to do is set the table and go, Everybody gets to play. You can all have your upper room. Every city, every university, take it. Be an upper room. Go into public places. Worship. Gather 
artisans and singers and painters and and intercessors and houses of prayer and cry out day and night, create an explosion of love for Jesus, and then pray for people in your region and love them and preach the gospel. And watch what Jesus does when we do that. That's, I think, the real story. The real story is not the big platforms. You're the real story. You can do this. And if we can serve 500, 1,000 more cities and campuses, finding their voice, doing a simple expression, doing it all together, imagine what it would look like in America if there was a 1,000 cities with public gatherings around the clock, 24 hours a day, of worship and creativity and prayer and crying out to God and the proclamation of the gospel. Imagine what America would look like. I mean, we need that. In some ways, that's what we need even more than just a big budgets and huge buildings and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I feel like that's in God's heart. So we're really excited, man. This is going to be 2022, 2023. The story's just beginning. Yeah, it's amazing. And if you guys have never experienced what it's like to have open air worship and, you know, the day and night aspect of worship and prayer, it's like just staying in the presence of God, hosting his presence constantly. And it does something in the environment and the atmosphere in a city where it brings the body of Christ together in a unique way, and then it opens up the heart of the lost to receive Jesus, mm-hmm. experience his presence in a unique way. I love it. I really do think the tents are a silver bullet. And so we would love for you guys to join in with Awaken the Dawn and all we're doing, to host a tent, to come to Kansas City in May. We're going to have some other big events as we continue to move forward. We'd love to have you at our events. We do have a leadership network, so if you are a pastor or a leader of a ministry, or house of prayer, we would love to connect with you and just be your friend and connect you to other like-hearted leaders in your state and region and be a resource to you. And so we're going to link to all this stuff in the description, in the show notes, so that you can click through, visit the ATD website, and host a tent, or join the leadership network, or come to Kansas City, whatever way you'd like to engage with us, we'll have all the links there in the description so that you can continue to track with us moving forward. So, all right. Well, David, anything else, man, before we go? Oh, man, I feel like uh, I'm just excited to connect with those that are watching. I think this is an opportunity. I think the heart behind all this, and we've said this many times, but I, I really think the thing that God's calling us to is not to run events. It is, Mm -hmm. it is to serve and get under what the Holy Spirit's doing in your region. And that's the thing, is like, at the point of the spear in this whole thing, in in Acts 13, in Antioch, there was this community, Acts chapter 13, it says they were ministering to the Lord with fasting. Mm. And it says, there were all these prophets and teachers, and all these different ethnicities were together at Antioch. And then the Lord said, set apart Paul and Barnabas and send them out, and the first missions movement explodes in the first century, the Apostle Paul, the whole deal. But that Antioch community, those communities, whether it's a university campus or a city or local community or house churches or or local churches of any kind, all these different wineskins, God wants to raise up communities that do that very same thing. Like, I think Antioch looked back on Acts chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, and they were like, wow, what did they do back in Jerusalem? They were in the upper room. They were relating to the Lord with this tenacious love and hunger right? Like the first century church, they they were house of prayer. I mean, they just, they were with the yeah, Lord. It's true. And then the Lord did the impossible and thousands, tens of thousands even were saved in Jerusalem because God was there. Not because they're great personalities, God was there. And 
I just, I think Antiochs are what we're to serve. And so mm-hmm. that's what God's building. He's not building just tents or events. The whole deal is how can we serve yeah. communities all across America that get the heart and value to go, we're going to do that tenacious love for Jesus thing that the first century church did, that Antioch did, that the Tabernacle of David did 3,000 years ago, you know, with right. you know thousands of musicians and singers involved in. This is God's blueprint. So our deal is we're not looking to do events. We're looking to serve Antioch communities, whatever wines, whatever model, but just regions that are stepping into this tenacious, uh, sacrificial, joyful love of tenacious pursuit of God's heart in worship and prayer and people coming together and the gospel being proclaimed. So that's our passion, man. And so it's just fun to run with. I know many are watching across the nation. We're in this together. Let's dream with God in 2022 and 2023. Come on. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We would love for you to hit follow or subscribe in whatever app you're using so that you can continue to get episodes like this every month. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor and please share it with your friends and post it on social media. Be sure to tag Awaken the Dawn in your post so that we can reshare that with all of our friends as well. If you're tuning in on Apple, please leave us a rating or a review. And if you're on YouTube, give us that thumbs up like button and leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of today's episode. And we really appreciate it. Finally, please visit our website at awakenthedawn.com. You can find out more about our ministry and movement, and you can also make a donation to help support this podcast and the Awaken the Dawn ministry. Thank you again for tuning in today, and don't forget, Jesus changes everything.